Hi, welcome back to FreightWaves Enterprise Fleet Summit. My name is Kevin Hill, Executive Publisher here at FreightWaves. And right now we're going to talk a little bit about the flatbed market and kind of what that's been like over the last year and kind of a look forward into 2021 and beyond with Russ Elliott. He is the Chief Operating Officer at Melton Truck Lines based in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And interestingly enough, it is uh, the first job I had in freight was with Melton Truck Lines. So it's uh, good to talk to you today, Russ. Good to see you again, Kevin, and, and everyone out there. Hello. Yeah. Um, can you kind of introduce, you've been with Melton for what, over 30 years now, so you've seen it uh, grow quite tremendously, uh, you know, adding trucks and, and growth year over year. Can you uh, give us a, a little background about your career at Melton? You bet. I, I started, actually, we were a company called Glastran many years ago here in Tulsa, and that was back, I started in 91, so I just celebrated my 30th year, and uh, you blink and it goes by. I don't know where the time's gone, but we were a very small carrier back then, uh, under 100 trucks, and uh, we bought Melton truck lines in 1990, late 91 into 92, merged in, kept the name. Uh, because of Melton's standing in Mexico, that's what really caught our interest back in the day and have just built and grown organically since then. Uh, no other M&A activity. Uh, people have asked, when was your last acquisition? Well, it was Melton Truck Lines in 1991, so we're not aggressive in the market in that way. But quite frankly, we found that we could grow organically, and we're now a fleet of about 1,400 power units, uh, all company-owned, uh, no owner-operators at this time, 2,200 flatbed trailers, a few uh, step-deck trailers sprinkled in there as well. So it's been nice growth over the 30-year period. It has been really nice growth, and you're certainly known for Mexico, and we will get into international trade and, and shipping. Uh, but first, let's talk about the last 12 months. It's, it's hard to get away. I, I'm tired of talking about COVID, but it's hard to describe the last year without talking about it and I, we, we know that, you know, the consumer demand has been high. Uh, dry vans, reefers uh, kind of really accelerated after the April, kind of April, May-ish lockdowns in 2020. Uh, flatbed uh, kind of uh, it, it trailed along, but it's, it's heated up over the last six months. And just from your, your angle, your perspective in the flatbed market, how was it for, for Melton and your customers? Well, what was really interesting, Kevin, and like everyone else, you know, if we flash back to a year ago today, on April the 1st of 2020, our worlds were all falling apart. We didn't know where we were headed. Everything was in shutdown mode. All the states were shutting down. We sent 90% uh, of our staff home, and we can touch on that a little bit later. But we went into really uncharted waters and you know, we were having internal discussions like everyone else in the trucking business up to including where in the world are we going to find a spot to have 1400 trucks parked we didn't know how deep or how bad this was going to get well fortunately it never reached those levels uh, we were all deemed essential businesses even in the flatbed market we were servicing industries that were essential and needed manufacturing and everything so our low point, I would say, was about the middle of May. That's when everything kind of got to the low. And then from that point in, in the middle of May coming forward, it has, as you say, been a steady climb. It has not been like you've seen over on the consumer side, uh, you know, with all of the people couldn't travel, so they stayed at home and they're shopping at Lowe's and Home Depot and all those places. 
that was crazy to see how all of that took off. Manufacturing lagged a little bit behind that, but it was it was strong and it gained all the way through the end of 2020. And now the start to 21 has just been incredible. As you've seen with the recent yesterday, the ISM was the highest it's been in 38 years. That tracks very close to our business, obviously, with manufacturing and all those measurements. Yeah, if you saw the, the drive-in refrigerator, kind of our O-try, which are tender rejections uh, that measure capacity in the market. I mean, uh, the drive-in market just really just bounced right back, right? Uh, it shot up to, to over 20%. Flatbed uh, was between 5 and 10%, which is pretty historically low for a couple, three months. And part of that was bringing back manufacturing online. You had, to, if you just talk about the auto industry a little bit, you had uh, a mismatch of uh, plants closures in the U.S., Canada, and, and certainly Mexico that took took a little while to work out and, and work those timings back in, right? That is exactly correct. And while we're on the subject of COVID and talking a little bit about Mexico and automobile manufacturing, everything, all most of the component parts for even the U.S. automobiles are made in Mexico. And Mexico has continued to be slower to come back than the United States. They have not begun much of a vaccination program down there. They've remained pretty well locked up. Now, manufacturing is moving. And since the beginning of this year, we have seen a marked increase with that coming back. Now to the point that there's actually shortages uh, happening where they can't get parts fast enough to keep up with the uh, demand that's needed. So it's just interesting how all of this has played out. It is very interesting, and you bring up Mexico again, let, let's talk about Laredo and talk about the crossing and, and kind of the, the, the traffic and capacity that you're seeing, uh, specifically right in the flatbed market, uh, you know, cross-border between the U.S. And, and Mexico. Well, going into the pandemic, southbound, you know, we measure southbound and northbound. We bring as much freight out of Mexico as we send in. It's not a one-way street either way. And so, Southbound was extremely strong going into the pandemic, and then obviously it, it died off as Mexico slowed down, and then northbound slowed down. Everything was very slow for a period uh, through 2020 in Mexico. Now it has flipped back around. Southbound did come back, but northbound is now outstripped it. The northbound shipments coming back into the United States have been very strong, especially in 21 here. So there's quite an imbalance going on right at the moment at, at the border, northbound versus southbound. Is it a more of an imbalance than, than the normal last two, at least last two, three, four years? Uh, the, the northbound has, has really been much stronger than, than southbound, right? Is that imbalance even wider now? Yes, yes. It, it's, it has become wider and particularly really since the first of the year. Uh, there's been far more demand for northbound than in southbound. It's been somewhat of a struggle to find enough going southbound to keep up with the northbound demand. What do you think, um, and we, we can talk about Mexico, we talk about you know uh, Canada or anywhere in the U.S. manufacturing-wise. Uh, going into 2021, uh, as you say, it's very strong for the flatbed market right now. What industries are really heating up more than, than others? Well, it, it's been interesting, Kevin. You know, there was a report out that steel that the I believe it's the AIST was reporting that there was an overcapacity of steel. But 
we certainly haven't seen that. And we're aware of people that are struggling to find steel. And so they've been looking and searching out across a wide spectrum. And so the steel industry has been remarkably good through this. Uh, you know, it's not not levels at record levels. I'm not reporting anything like that, but it's it's been good. Uh, obviously, anything automobile related. Now, once again, what I'm speaking about now is is kind of where we are today, not where we were when everything fell down and then came back. But that is strong. I think going forward, you're probably going to see the commercial building industry, which has been very strong as well. Um, a, a bit of a surprise there. But, you know, as schools come back online, you got to remember most of the schools have been remain closed in the United States. You know, there's usually a very heavy amount of HVAC work that's done at schools, particularly in the summertime. That's a big market. We're thinking as schools come back online that you're going to see a lot of that activity as well. And, so manufacturing uh, in general, HVAC, everything mm -hmm. has just been really good. Okay. Uh, and and uh, speaking of schools, let's talk about truck driving schools and recruiting you know, it's always challenging. I, I sit in on one day of orientation for new drivers at Melton Truck Lines one day, and I, I quickly figured out I'd probably kill myself if I ever became a, a flatbed driver pretty quickly, right? So uh, it's, it's a dangerous job. It, it's tough to recruit. Uh, how's recruiting now with some of the, the driving schools closed uh, and those that are open running at uh, a slimmed down capacity on, on, on graduating new students? That is the toughest area we face today, Kevin, is finding drivers, good qualified drivers, the availability, the driver pool has shrunk considerably. And we could go through a bunch of reasons, but everybody understands why that's going on. Mm -hmm. We're fighting a lot of headwinds out there with, you know, back in the summer with all of the, the extended unemployment. I think drivers figured out a little bit that you could sit on the couch at home. Do you want to sit on the couch at home and make a good living, or do you want to go out and make a few extra hundred bucks, you know, tarping when it's 110 degrees outside? So it has been, it's always been hard on us for the reasons you mentioned, because of the physical aspect and nature of our job. We're limited in, in who we can hire because of that. And this has just been exacerbated. Schools slowing down has been a real problem. It has kept student market back considerably. So it is a real dogfight. And you know, as a result, uh, we did not grow our fleet. We didn't grow it in 2020 mm -hmm. because we didn't know where we were headed. But here in 21, we made the decision to not grow our fleet either. And, and I don't recall other than the period of 08 and 09 that we went through all of that where we didn't grow for a couple of years. That's the first time we haven't since then. You know, it's it's been small growth here and there, but you know, there will be no growth. In fact, we're down a few trucks this year because of the inability to be able to find and, and get drivers in. And I think that's probably a, a problem with, with certainly, you know, let's say fleets above 500 trucks, but fleets above 12, you know, 1,000, 1,200 trucks. Uh, there's probably some capacity sitting in, in, in yards because just the difficulty of finding uh, drivers, qualified drivers to, to come in and sit in their seats and, and work and drive. I agree. And Quite frankly, that in the flatbed world, it, you know, it's a smaller market than van or reefer, but there are fewer drivers in flatbed now, and, and capacity is driving a lot of the show of what you see. You know, the economy is still coming up to speed, if you will. It's, it's 
you know, we're hearing it'll be interesting to hear what the first when the first quarter numbers come out, see what GDP and all that overall. But it, it's it's certainly not a great, robust economy yet. A lot of this is driven just by the fact there's fewer drivers out there to go around for the freight that's available. Yeah, it's it's, it's constrained uh, because of all the all the reasons you just listed, Russ. Definitely. Um, when it comes to, to to you know office workers, sales workers, uh, you mentioned uh, we mentioned COVID and working from home and sending ninety percent of the workforce from home or to home last year. Uh, what are some of the lessons you learned of, uh, about that? This has been incredible because I consider myself a little bit old school, uh, and and the people around here will tell you now. I'll, I'll explain it this way. A year ago, before, well, even before the pandemic started, we were all worried about millennials. All you could talk about was how the millennials are going to fit in. What are they going to do? They're different. You know, we worry, worry, worry about that. Well, let me tell you that the millennials have been the real stars through this entire pandemic situation. It did not bother them the least bit to work offsite at home. They have been productive. They have risen to the occasion, and I really feel like the millennials were the ones that came of age with this pandemic. Now, the old dogs out here that want everybody back in the building and want to be able to touch everyone and see everyone and yuck it up with everybody all day, we've had to learn a few new tricks ourselves, and, and we have. And we have the technology. Our IT department did a fantastic job getting everybody out. And, and as I say, we still today remain with about 85% of our staff, corporate staff working off-site. And they are productive, and it is, it's just been an incredible period of time. So I call them now, Kevin, the invisible workforce. Before we had Gen X, we had millennials, we had the boomers, we had the old grouches like me, but now we've got the invisible workforce out there that we're trying to figure out how are we going to manage these folks. I, exactly right. And I know that you're old school. Uh, you don't have to tell me that. Uh, but it's, it's a good, did you did you just say that 85 percent of the workforce is still at home? Yes. Yeah. Oh, 80, wow. Roughly 85 percent. The ones that are in the building are the ones that have kind of been all of our management staff has remained here the entire time. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we've been intact here. We've practiced our social distancing and, and team meetings and if I have to say you're muted one more time, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> I think we all have that feeling, right? You know, exactly. you're on mute. You're on mute. Yeah. And then I make fun of people and then I'm the one on mute sometimes. Exactly. So I, I can't I, I can't say it all. Exactly. <laughs> so if we go into 2021, um, you know, what's your outlook for 2021? I, I kind of posed the question right before we, we hit record. And I, I have I'm just interested in, in everyone's opinion about this is that uh, you just had your second vaccination shot. I have mine next week. Um, is things are going to open up soon. People are going to travel again. We're going to go see customers, which is great. But how do you think on the economic side, uh, do you think that, that maybe that mix back from buying things for your home and doing home renovations and tangible things that we truck around to more travel, hotel, uh, live events, service type economy. What do you think that's going to, uh, how, how's that going to affect trucking? And does that kind of adjust your outlook for 2021 going into 2022? Well, Kevin, I'll tell you, I, I, along with just about everybody else, have guessed kind of wrong about where it was going to be. As I said to you before, if you would have told me a year ago, we were going to go through what we went through, send all of our staff away, 
and we were going to be where we are today, I would have said, wake me up in 12 months and let's just see how it goes. But it is, it's been incredible. I, I have a very positive outlook for 21 for the reasons you said. And, and I don't know what normal is going to be again. I, I think we've created a new, I hate the term new normal. I don't know what new normal. I, I just, and I don't know, you, you mentioned going back to see customers. I, I don't know what that's going to look like. You know, we're having some internal discussions now with our sales team. We've got field sales reps out in the field that have been on the phone and that are used to traveling. And and I don't know where it's going to go. It, it's going to depend a lot on what's allowed out there. And it's kind of a state by state and region by region. But if the entire country opens up and everyone, we get the herd immunity, we get the vaccinations, we get this COVID mess behind us where people are not sick and dying because of it. I think people are itching to get going again. And I think that's true in the business world as well. And putting all the political mess aside, we're going to let those guys up there in Washington fight it out and do their thing. You know, if if everything stays the way it is today, we're all going to have a really, really good year. And I think it's going to be just full steam ahead. I, I do, too. I, I'm very optimistic about everything going into the, the back half of this year, into 2022. And I'm excited to, as everyone else is, to just get back out there and, and do what we used to do. And uh, it, it'll be good. Uh, Russ, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, how does our audience reach out learn more about Melton Truck Lines? Well, you can do uh, several things. One, uh, we have a website like everyone else, even, even the old dinosaurs know that. It's MeltonTruck.com, and uh, you can look us up there. And uh, uh, once again, it's been a, a pleasure, Kevin, being with you today and, and uh, wish everyone well and, and good luck. Stay safe and, and let's get things rolling really hot and heavy. I mean, it's good for all of us. I, it is good for all of us, and I love the flatbed market, and I hope that that just roars through 2021 because if, if that is then manufacturing is people are working people are spending and we'll all have a good good year to, to, to finish off the unbelievable mess that we just went through i i could couldn't agree more and i will tell you that typically in our industry in the flatbed world and from all your experiences you know we generally see things and feel things way ahead of when the rest of the country and so sitting here on april fool's day with you i will tell you that we are we are seeing, and, and it's not an April Fool's joke, but there's nothing right now on the radar screen that indicates that there's trouble. Uh, other than I need a few more drivers. So if any of your my fellow brethren out there wants to give up a few, I'll, I got a home for them here. There you heard it right there. Then go to Melton Truck Lines and you can become a flatbed driver. It's a great company to work for. We'll Thank put you, you to work. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> You, you bet. And stay tuned for our next fireside chat here at the Enterprise Fleet Summit.